tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So Greg Moore from the Phoenix, uh, Arizona Republic says the Suns are now worried that Kevin Durant's injury is a grade two ankle sprain. Grade two ankle sprains are six weeks for full recovery. Reports suggest that the Suns will reassess him in three weeks, which would only give them about three games to get the rust off if he plays. But I think at this point, KD's done for the season. He'll be back for the playoffs. Maybe he'll sit out the first part of the playoffs, like Luka Doncic did in the in the series against the Utah Jazz, or they thought maybe Steph Curry would last year uh, in the first round with his ankle injury. Bad stuff, though. I want to give you fair warning that you might not see KD for the rest of the season. In Dallas, it's also bad. Mavs are worried about Luka's thigh. Looks like Luka and Kyrie are both dealing with nagging issues. Uh, we should be worried mostly about Luka because he said that the thigh injury that has been bugging him for a week or so is not good. Um, there's an MRI happening. We should know more moving forward. Bad news, though, for a Mavs team that has fallen to eighth and is only one game in front of four teams right now to be in the play-in tournament or maybe out of the play-in. They are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They are in desperate need of Luka Doncic back. Over in the Bay, we move over there to our dub. Steve Kerr now gives an update on Andrew Wiggins. Kerr told a local reporter, I think there's hope that Wiggins might return this season, but it is not a foregone conclusion. Wiggins has now missed 11 straight games with a, quote, family matter. That is not good. Missing 11 games for personal reasons, not good. Apparently, this is way bigger than basketball, according to Kerr. Not going to get into the rumors that I've heard about what those family matters might be, but one thing is dead certain. I do not know how this team wins without him on the court in the playoffs. Before his injury on December 2nd, he was averaging 19-5-2 with a steal and half of a block per game. Defensively, he was plus 10.3 in his last 10 games. That's why they need him, right? That's why our dubs need to figure out a way for Andrew Wiggins to get back onto the court. Quick update in New Orleans on Zion Williamson. Pelicans are holding out hope that he can still play this year. Of course, very dependent on whether the Pelicans have a play-in spot or not. That is now very much in doubt. New Orleans is currently in the ninth spot with five other teams. Logjam City. Zion is reevaluated in two weeks. 
Hopefully he can be healthy because this Pelicans team is trash without him. Yeah, things are so messy in New Orleans. They needed 40 points from Trey Murphy last night to beat a Portland Trailblazers team that was without Dame. He's played 29 games this year, Zion has. Only 114 in four years. Sad stuff. Probably weren't going to see him the rest of the way. Probably not going to see him in the playoffs. It's probably shutdown city time. Out in Philly, Joel Embiid, uh, one of the greatest quotes in the league, put the entire NBA on blast by saying he thinks he's unguardable. It's all about using that and trying to make my teammates better. With that comes a lot of doubles and triple teams every single game. So it's about how do I make my teammates better every game, which is one of the most savagely confident comments I've heard an NBA player say in a long time. But I don't think he's wrong. I think Embiid is truly unguardable in the post, especially in the per- on the perimeter when he's cooking as well, which begs the question to me. I was thinking about it. Who are the most unguardable players in the NBA one-on-one? I think number one is probably Giannis, just because he's so big, so strong. He can put the ball in his hands, pick it up, pick up his dribble, and be at the rim in two dribbles no matter if he's at half court. So impossible to stop someone that strong that fast. Devin Booker is is up there. I don't know if he's two, but he's up there. He's in my on my list. He has incredible footwork great handles. He can shoot from everywhere. He's a three-level scorer. English around the rim. His package package is ridiculous. Pause. Dame. Dame shoots from 40. Dame's got right to left, step, hop. Left to right, step, hop. He can shoot from half court. You're going to basically have to drape all over him in order for him not to shoot from 40. So, you give him any bit of separation he's going to shoot. You don't give him any separation, he's going to blow by you. Pretty much the same goes for Steph Curry. All the exact reasons. Just can shoot faster, quicker release. Probably Jason Tatum as well. His footwork is insane. He can raise up and elevate above you just like KD can, which is why KD's on the list as well. And then because he's so big, so strong, and can shoot, Luka. Those are my seven outside of Embiid. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But speaking of Embiid, Zach Lowe Lowe posted this on ESPN, and I thought it was worth mentioning as well. No one has had more pressure on him to win this year than Jokic, right? Everybody's talking about it. Well, if Jokic doesn't win, doesn't go to the Western Conference Finals, doesn't go to the Finals, doesn't win a title this year, it's a failure. Three straight MVPs and no postseason success? Whack. His legacy is going to be in jeopardy. But as Lowe points out, which is totally true and totally fair, Jokic has actually had more playoff success than Joel Embiid, actually. And nobody is saying Joel Embiid needs to do anything more in the postseason for his legacy. 
nobody is saying Joel Embiid has pressure on him this year. I get that Jokic has two MVPs and is about to get a third one. But Jokic has reached one conference finals. And Joel Embiid has never been that far. So what are we talking about? And then if you look at individual postseason numbers, they are better as well. So I looked that up. And Jokic averages 26.4, 11.5 rebounds, and 6.4 assists in 48 games. Embiid, 24 points, 11 rebounds, and 2.8 assists in four less games. So, yeah, I would say Zach Lowe is onto something here. If you're going to hate on Jokic in terms of his playoff success, you need to hold Embiid to that same standard. You need to let him know, hey, you are not winning enough. And finally, did you see this? Our Sacramento Kings are now tied for second in the West. I remember it clear as day. I was sitting right here in this chair, and I said, am I crazy? to think that this team could be an easy play-in team to be in the eight seed coming out. People were saying, I was crazy. This was a team that won 20-something games. They might win 50 games this year. We've been on them all year, as you know. But just let you know, they are not only holding off their rivals in the toughest division in basketball, they are 8-2 and two in their last 10. They are 9-2 and two in this last month against really good teams. Here is the reason why. Their top eight players by minutes have played in at least 59 of their 66 games so far this year. So no load management, no significant injuries. In fact, their top eight players have only lost a total of 24 games this year combined. LeBron, just for comparison, has missed 21 games by himself this year. Anthony Davis has also lost over 20 games this year. This team is healthy, and that is going to be so huge for them this time in the playoffs. Healthy teams win championships, folks. Just saying. That's all the time that we have for the episode of the Heat Check. Check back Friday for an all-new episode. Do not forget to watch the feed. Maybe more interviews will be coming, uh, depending on what pops so far this week. Please follow us on social media at this heat check on TikTok, at Trista Crick on TikTok, at Trista underscore Crick on Instagram, at Trista Crick on Twitter. I think that's what it is. Just search my name. And follow us because the heat check never sleeps. Not even when I've lost my voice. We'll see you next time.